because I know what it's like to be lonely. I know what it's like to be tempted, but I also know what it's like to have Jesus as my husband and to love me. And um, on this journey I've been through a lot of pain, one thing I found out, if I give in to the pain, even though it hurts, God will make something beautiful out of it. Yes, I have scars. I have scars where I've been beaten. I have scars where my heart has bled so much. I have scars where I have been in a lot of pain, but every scar has a story. Hey guys, this is Miss Patty with Chatting with Miss Patty. Of course, you can tell by my accent that I'm from Tennessee and um, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. So I just want to highlight some of them. I was married very young, out of high school, and um, I got pregnant, a lot of shame. And I had a really hard time in high school because people made fun of my southern accent. Can you imagine that? I'm from Tennessee, but people still made fun of my accent. So anyway, I had my little baby and he died. And it was such a heartbreak. So that started a journey of heartbreak. And then me and my first husband was married for about 20-something years. And he got hooked on drugs and pornography. But out of that, God gave me something beautiful, which was my daughter, Missy. And it was like a gift from God. She is, um, to this day, my best friend. And to um, end that story, I want you to know that he recently passed away. And me and um, his daughter, Missy, we got to go in and be with him as he was passing away. And he rededicated his life to Jesus. So that was the good thing that came out of those ashes. And then the next part of my journey was I was so ashamed. And I know a lot of you feel that way if you've went through a divorce or you've been molested, uh, um, rejected. I felt so rejected. So the first guy that came along, I went with him. He wasn't for me because God had given me a dream that I would meet someone in a dream. And you know what God does? He takes our ashes and he makes them something beautiful. So I was working at a grocery store. So all of a sudden, they're opening this beautiful supermarket up. And the main guy comes in and he wants me to go to this supermarket. Well, I'm just a country girl and I'm like, are you kidding me? And he said, no, I want you to go and help open the store up. You know what? When, when you don't think God's moving, he's moving for you. So I go to the supermarket, and I'm the front-end manager, so everybody can see me. So one day, this man walks into this grocery store, and me and him just connect, and he starts coming in every day. And in the meantime, I'm still dealing with rejection. You know, women and men... When you're rejected, it is so deep, and the pain is so hurtful, and it's like you look at everything through rejection. But the Lord wanted to heal me. So I meet this man, and we go out on this date, and his name's Wade Clemens. And man, I felt like I was in um, a movie. I thought, why would this man want somebody like me? But you see, that's what the devil tells us, that we're not worthy. We're not good enough. And it wasn't my fault that my husband left me. And some of you out there think it's your fault, the pain you went through. Some of our pain we didn't ask for. But I kept standing and I kept believing. 
So I'm going to shorten the story a little bit. Wade and I was married. We had the most beautiful wedding. It was truly a um, Cinderella story. For eight years, my life was like a dream. And you know what the Bible says? What the devil meant for evil, God turns it around. And God was turning my life around. So for eight years, Wade and I just had this beautiful journey. And then um, about eight years into our marriage, his son was murdered. And it was an awful story that we went through. We could not believe it. So I know some of you have lost children. Some of you all have uh, maybe had your own child murdered or maybe killed. And I had to go through this pain with Wade. And I watched his heart break. Wade was preaching all over the world at that time. But something happened to Wade during that time when his son was murdered. And then about six months later, he would lose the second child to cancer. So we started walking through this dark valley. Did you know the Bible says, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. And so Wade became very sick during that time. He started developing dementia. Because they say if you don't deal with the tragedy right, it will affect you. And Wade could not, he could not just deal with that. So we started dealing with that, and Wade started slowly losing his memory. And um, it was the most darkest valley I've ever walked because Wade was not only my husband, he was my best friend. So we faced this situation together. And another story I want to tell you, we were in this horrible tornado. We had a beautiful log home. And we was in a tornado, and it took everything Wade and I had. But you know one thing I remember? Wade was singing Amazing Grace. Even when we had trees coming down over us, we had um, glass going all over us, Wade was never afraid. Because you know what? The Bible says we do not have to fear God's with us. Now, I'm not going to tell you I, um, that I wasn't afraid. I was so afraid. But we walked out of the tornado with not one scratch on our body. Because you know what? God says, I will give my angels charge over you. Now, this is not a fairy tale. I've really walked this journey. And so um, we went through that, and we had to live in a hotel. And Wade did not know where we was. And that's the first time I've ever thought about committing murder, living in a one-room room with a, my husband. And, if, I mean, if you've been married... And you live in one room with your husband. Wow, I remember calling my preacher saying, you know what, I'm going to poison my husband. And he'll never know it. But, you know, I, of course I didn't poison him or I'd be in jail right now. But so we went on through our journey and it was a bittersweet journey. We finally moved back into a beautiful home that the Lord allowed us to build. And then I had to put Wade in a nursing home. And um, the Lord told me, at the time my ministry was booming. I was doing meetings, I was traveling, and the uh, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you're going to have to surrender everything to me now. And I said, God, I can't. Because, you know, sometimes our identities in our ministry or our identities in our job or our identities in a person, but Jesus wanted me to find my identity in him. And so I said, okay, God, I'll lay it all down. He said, now your ministry is weighed. And so for 16 months, I took care of Wade in the nursing home. And slowly he was losing his um, memory. Slowly he was wasting away. But one thing, Wade always sung. He was always happy because, you know, this is what I want my audience to understand. The devil may attack your body. 
He may attack your mind, but he cannot touch your spirit. Your spirit is off limits. And Wade still sung. And we had the greatest celebration for him. And now he's in heaven. And now I'm on a new journey. And you know what? God is giving back to me my ministry. But you know what? He's giving it to me now with more compassion, more sympathy. And I understand what it's like to be lonely because now I'm a widow. And I'm a part of a ministry called Anna Gate where I'm a part of a lot of widows. And I never knew how many widows were hurting. So if you're a widow, you're going to really enjoy my weekly devotional because I know what it's like to be lonely. I know what it's like to be tempted. But I also know what it's like to have Jesus as my husband and to love me. And um, on this journey I've been through a lot of pain, one thing I found out, if I give in to the pain, even though it hurts, God will make something beautiful out of it. Yes, I have scars. I have scars where I've been beaten. I have scars where my heart has bled so much. I have scars where I have been in a lot of pain, but every scar has a story. So what the enemy meant, now God is using it to let me speak out of that pain to bring joy. Because you know what? If God done it for me, he can do it for you. So that's a little bit of my story. I could go on and on about the stories, and that's what I'll do during my devotionals. My stories will come out during the devotion because that's a part of who I am. But I want to just encourage you and let you know that uh, chatting with Miss Patty is very personal. I'm just real. And um, I love to laugh, so you may hear me tell some jokes or stuff. And I always laugh at my jokes even if they're not funny. It don't matter. Just laugh. But I'm just saying that um, God has always been faithful to me. You know, David in Psalms, he always said, you know, my soul, my soul, why are you so cast down? Sometimes we've got to remember where God's brought us from. I was in um, three car accidents, and I should have been dead, and God was right there at all three of them. And everything that I have lost all the way to those years, God has brought back to me. Everything, everything the devil took. And if God done it for me, he'll do it for you. But I'm telling you, this is a war we're in. But guess who's on our side? God is on our side. And every battle I've ever faced, God has been right there with me. But everything I've faced, God was doing something on the inside of me. Because what was he doing? He wanted my identity to be in him, not people, not things, not even, not even a man. He wanted my identity to be in him because you know what? People will leave you. Things go away. People leave your life for no reason. But when you have Jesus as your rock um, and you remember, oh, God done that for me last time. Oh, God was there with me there. He'll be with me with this. And, you know, we've dealt with the COVID-19 virus. Well, if you've been through a lot of battles, that was nothing to you, even though it was real. You knew it was real, but you've been through enough battles to know, hey, if God brought me through that, he's going to bring me through this COVID-19 too. So I have a lot of compassion for people. And um, compassion being, means being moved with the action. So I want to move people. I want to move people with my story. I want to move people to um, uh, motivate you to not give up. Don't give up because God wants to take your ashes and make something beautiful. Now I'm on a whole new beautiful journey. I can't wait to see what God does for me. That's not being prideful. That's knowing that my Father is good 
and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what God's going to do. So, so now I kind of uh, just want to close and pray for those that are listening. And um, before I pray, I want you to remember something. The Holy Spirit's your friend. Jesus said, I will not leave you helpless. Holy Spirit's beautiful. He's your friend. He's your teacher and he's your counselor. So, Father, I just come to you right now in Jesus' name, and I just ask that you touch every lonely person that's hearing my voice, God, that you would reach down, Holy Spirit, and that you would comfort them. And I pray for those who have been through trauma, God, that you would send your precious Holy Spirit to comfort them. And those that have been through a divorce, Lord, that they feel so rejected, would you let them know, God, that it wasn't their fault, maybe. And God, even if it was their fault, you're a God of a second chance, God. And I pray for those um, that have lost children, God, that you would just reach down and comfort them. You're the only one that can comfort that mother that's lost a child or that father, God. And God, I pray for those that have been uh, victims of being molested and um, even raped, God, that you would just come as the comforter and you would hold them and let them know that they are very special to you, God. And most of all, Lord, I want to pray for each one of us that we would continually to seek your face, God, and that we would want to know you in a deeper way, Lord, and that we know one thing, that this, these battles belong to you, God, and we are not in this battle alone, God. You are our champion warrior. And God, all we do now is we come and we ask, Lord, that you would take hold of us and walk through each day with us and help us to become more and more close to you. Amen.